All right. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to our weekly Zoom call. Um, already got quite a few people on here. Um, welcome to it. Welcome to it. Today, we are going to be doing a client spotlight on Sir Bradley Beagle, who started with me. When did you start in like May with me? Yeah, end of May. End of May, something like that. Um, you you and, uh, and Lexi, they're the same time or soon after that, um, she got working with me as well, your wife. Yeah, I think it was a little bit after yeah, I, I thought so. she she saw your results and was like, "All right, I need to hop on hop on board." Yeah, we better we better get going. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, so we're doing a client spotlight on Brad today. Um, so we will dive into that here shortly. Um, one thing I do want to say, just because it's on the top of my mind on how to deal with it today. Um, so you know, something I always see with client check ins, um, and and people just in general is is how stress turns into bad decisions. Um, you know, I talk about this on client consult calls and things like that as well. Is that you know a lot of people here have kids. A lot of people here um, are going to have kids. A lot of people here have, uh, you know, work stressors and things like that. And ultimately, when we have really shitty, stressful days, we want some sort of immediate gratification, um, whatever that kind of looks like, something to make us feel good. So, you know, case in point today, I had a really rough day at work. Um, just, uh, you know, teaching wise, just kids were tough today. Um, kids were aggravated today. I got kicked and punched by one student today. Um, and that's always that's tough on multiple levels. Obviously, I mean, he's a third grader. It didn't, it didn't hurt. But the, the point of the matter is though, it's, it's always tough to have, have a kid kind of do that. So, you know, there's, there's the stress that comes with that. And then on the way home, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to stop by the bank. I got a few things to do before the zoom call tonight. And then I get a flat tire after I just had two, uh, after I had a flat tire and had to pay for two new tires back in November. Now I had to pay for two new ones a day, stressful event that made me want to just absolutely rage my car and tear it up. But I'm like, that's only going to make it worse. If I punched my radio today, like I did in my very first car, um, it would be broken. And then I want to have it out of anger. And that's absolutely dumb. So that immediate gratification of just take my anger out when I've done anything positive. Um, you know, on top of that, as I'm like sitting in the in the truck and I'm taking, I'm going to get my, my tire fixed. I'm thinking, man, I could really go for some all you can eat sushi tonight. Like that sounds great. I just want to go and splurge because that's going to make me feel better. And ultimately, I mean, sushi isn't the worst thing I could have picked, you know, it could have been pizza or something else. But ultimately I, I thought about it and reflected. I'm like, you know, this is the same decision that a lot of clients have, have struggles with is man, I'm, I'm, I'm stressed and I just want something to make me feel better right now. So, you know, for me, that's food. And I think for a lot of people it's food as well. And that's something that we, we need to recognize kind of what our weaknesses are and where we go with it. Um, so instead of that, you know, I thought, well, shit, eating, eating a big cheat meal today, when I have the Chiefs game coming up on Sunday, that doesn't really align with my goals. You know, when I'm checking with my coach, do I want to say, hey, I had three or four cheat meals out of stress this week, or I had the one that I actually planned? Um, you know, how do I want my digestion to feel? Because again, most of those stressful meal choices are going to make us feel terrible as well. So, you know, I did some kind of self-reflection with that. So hopefully you guys can kind of recognize that as well as that, you know, you know, stop and think when you are super stressed, when a bad event happens and think about is a decision I'm making right now just to make myself feel better for these next five minutes. Um, and how, how am I going to respond to that the rest of the week? You know, is that going to be, be a domino effect of other negative emotions that I have all week long. And usually it is usually whatever that stressful choice is, it's just going to be a compounding stressor in our life. So I'll leave it at that. Cause this zoom call is not about me, but um, real quick, I got Dexter with his hands up. Um, Dexter, I'm calling on you. You got your hand up. You said all you can eat sushi. Is that what I heard? Yes, sir. I didn't go get it. But that's exactly Where's, that Where's that at? And uh, sushi Mito uh, over in Shawnee. Uh, okay. 
five, 10 minutes away from body shop um, where we trained at, but yeah, sushi Mito. I'm sure there's other ones in the city, but this one's actually pretty quality sushi. Uh, mm-hmm. and I've actually been there so many times for different cheap meals. We've recorded all the sushi rolls we've had and rated them and given like a full on description. So that next time we go, we're not wasting our rolls and our stomach space for bad sushi rolls. So okay. if, you, if you want that list, if you ever go, if you ever go for your cheat meal or anybody else, let me know and I'll send you the list and you can uh, uh, add to it if you want to. Of, of okay. You should not have said that, but thank you, man. <laughs> ah, man, you, you got a cheat meal coming up. You got high enough carbs. You'll, you'll be good with it. But yeah, Sushi Mito. I love that your hand went up. Sushi? Um, good deal. Well, anyway, though, so just a little quick uh, intro here on Brad and how I, Kaylee said she's been there several times. Yeah, it's uh, it's twenty five. I think it's like twenty eight dollars a personnel. They give you a couple appetizers at the very beginning at Sushi Mito. Mito, uh, I need to get them to sponsor this so we can all go there for some team dinners and stuff. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's it's a really really good deal though. I think you got to order like you got to eat like three rolls to yourself to really make it. You know, get your bang for your buck. So I usually try to go in there and get about six for myself. But uh, that's just because I like to eat like an animal. Um, Anyway, uh, so Brad and I have known each other since, what, like 2012. We played college baseball together for a couple of years. He went on to Murray State, which is a, a D1 program in Kentucky, where he met his uh, now wife. Um, and he crushed it there as well. And so we've known each other now for – it's crazy. It's been 10 years. I didn't realize that it's been 10 years. He uh, He's from Wisconsin. His wife is from San Francisco, and they – uh, decided on Kansas City probably because I live here. I don't know. Maybe it's definitely it's right in between where their parents live, though. So it it worked out. But uh, anyway, Brad, you want to introduce yourself? Anything I didn't really say? Anything of that nature? A little bit of background uh, about anything with you? What do you do? What do you do? Start with that, I guess. Um, so I work at Athlete Network, um, which is a technology company. Um, so I sell to universities and um, employers, um, the employers look to hire athletes. So our system, um, gives them access to all of our partners, schools, athletes that are in the system. And then the universities, it's just a software that connects current and former athletes, um, together and centralizes all of their apps and resources. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been doing that for coming up on a year. Um, and then I coach baseball, um, pitching lessons, uh, three times a week. I've been doing that for gosh, seven years now, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You, do, do you do hitting lessons as well or just pitching? No, I should do hitting lessons though. Cause uh, okay. I was definitely a hitter when I got to Maple Woods. <laughs> that's what I was asking. Uh, no, no, that's all. Yeah. So if anybody here, you know, a lot of people here have kids, so, you know, um, obviously getting that personalized instruction, one-on-one coaching is, I mean, that's why you're here. It's for that one-on-one coaching. So, you know, it's, it's definitely the faster route to, to success in any way that you're going with it. So if you have kids that are interested in baseball, I know that that um, that your baseball facility also does softball as well. Yep. Um, so, you know, softball players, baseball players, great place to go in there. Great academy. Good stuff. And we just got a brand new 30,000 square foot facility, too. So it's legit. Yeah, it looks awesome. Well, good deal. Good deal. So so you've got you've got a little bit of kind of. Um, you know, time to manage as well between essentially two jobs as well um, and trying to kind of balance that stuff out. And then now, you know, as of the past year, really you know, taking a much more, you know, prioritization focus on your own health. So let's kind of just, you know, dive into that. Um, if you, unless you have anything else to add to kind of your background that you want to toss out there. But um, so I guess let's start with, you know, 
you, you joined TLF in May. So kind of what was the catalyst? You know, how, maybe how were you feeling leading up to that? Because, you know, most people think about it for months, months, months before they actually decide to pull the trigger on it. So kind of give us that that backstory before you join, why you joined that stuff. Yeah. So we had talked probably a year before I actually joined um, about me joining. And I was like, at first gung ho, but then I was like, man, I was an athlete. I can do it myself. I don't need a coach. Like I, I know what I need to do. Well then ultimately what happened was right around May. Um, when I started, I got on the scale for the first time in, you know, I don't know, a long time. Cause oh. I avoided it. And yeah. I was at 270 and I'm like, holy shit, this is not good. Um, what'd you, what'd you play baseball at? What? Uh, two, I was 225 for the majority of college baseball. Yeah. Um, I, at Maple Woods, I was less because we ran like a track team. But um, sure. the majority of the time, I was like 220, 225, 230, right around there. Yeah. Um, so 270, I saw that and I was like, this is this is a problem. And um, really kind of hit me too. Like my dad is in bad health. Um, he's heavy, he's a big dude and I don't want that for me. He's only 50, 50, some 50, 51, something like that. Like he's not old. So to see him in the shape that he's in, uh, that, that was like a, a big reason why I wanted to start, but also why I want to keep doing it. Um, did I answer your question? I think I did. Yeah, yeah, you did. That was kind of my follow-up question. You know, why did you join and, and, and why have you stayed? So it sounds like, you know, staying part because, I mean, number one, we, we still have work to do on certain things. I mean, nothing's ever solidified. You know, even for myself, nothing's ever solidified. It's always a work in progress. It's always good to have that accountability with it. But so that was kind of what I was going to, you know, ask is is that so so ultimately the reasons why you joined were you didn't like kind of where you were at. Um, and then ultimately kind of seeing your dad go through his own health struggles and kind of where he's at, you know, I, I always say that we, we become our parents, like we either become them or become opposite of them in spite of them. Like we see their missteps and we learn from those or majority of people just walk right into those footsteps. Um, even if we don't think we are before we know we're 10 years into, holy shit, this is the lifestyle that they had because yeah. that's what we saw, you know, that's, that's what we, we saw on a daily basis. And that's just kind of our our set point. It's where we kind of go back to, uh, without even thinking about it intentionally. So that, that definitely makes sense on that. Um, so kind of, you know, all right, so you're, you're, you're playing college baseball, you're in good shape and then you're done with college baseball. And then, you know, flash forward five or six years and now you're with me and you're, and you're feeling a whole lot better. So tell me kind of about what your habits look like prior to that, you know, the past couple of years prior to this last one, how did your health look? How did your, you know, were you exercising? Were you eating well? How were you sleeping? Kind of all that. Kind of- yeah. So I can remember getting like graduating college and uh, the first year I was good. My metabolism really didn't change, but then I started doing the same things I was doing in college. Like I can remember I'd get home late, eat a pizza, like a full pizza and I'd lose weight. Um, and that was, continuing those habits, but I wasn't working out like I was, I wasn't playing baseball, you know, I wasn't as physically active. And so that's where it started. And I kind of fluctuated up and down. And your job was sedentary too, right? Besides besides the coaching side of things. you Yeah. I didn't do much working out. Um, There was a while where I did, 
we had the fitness center at the apartment complex yeah. we were at. We would go once in a while, but it wasn't anything consistent. Yeah. Um, and so, so my eating habits were terrible, especially uh, that was when I was working at the academy full time. So it was like second shift, essentially. And I wouldn't get home until 10 o'clock. Um, and then I would just pound food because it would be a stressful day or whatever. And I'd go to sleep right away. And then that habit continued. And then I got an office job for the first time sitting on my butt. So it was just a combination of things that led to 270. Um, I'm, I'm pretty confident that had I not made a change, it would have continued to rise. Yeah. Um, and I know during that time, I, I, I made a lot of excuses internally. You know, I was like layering up when I went out because I was like, well, I don't look, I don't look big if I wear two shirts or if I wear a sweatshirt all the time. Yeah. Um, and, you're, and you're, you know, six foot four anyway. So that, that it's still spread out more. And so, yeah, yeah you, you can definitely hide. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, just my habits were, were crap, honestly. Um, and then once I started really what I, what I found was having the accountability is what's helped me the most. Um, the check-ins, uh, seeing the progress. I know there's been times now that I'm, that I'm deeper into it where I'll look in the mirror or I'll do a check-in and I'm like, man, I feel like I did six months ago, but then I go and look at the pictures and I see the the difference and I'm like, okay, not even close. It's just, I'm in my own head, which is cool to think because that means to me, I'm still motivated to continue to get better. Sure. Um, so that's the way I look at it. Yeah. I think I trailed off on your question though. No, I'm no, not- but, but I think, I think that's a good point though. Cause I think that that's what, I mean, everybody goes through, I go through that as well. Um, you know, not feeling that I'm in good shape or not feeling that I look good or, or, or feel feels good and, and things like that. And, you know, part of my own mental, you know, um, fuckery, if you will, is, you know, stepping off stage, I'm, like 5% body fat, like I'm super lean. So as soon as I gain a couple percentages back, as soon as I gain a little bit of that water weight back, like in my stomach, like I immediately think, Oh my God, I don't look good anymore. Even though like, I know that I'm leaner than everybody else. When I think about it logically, emotionally, I know that's not, you know, that it, it doesn't feel that way. And for a lot of people, that's the case as well. You know, we get so kind of caught up in the day to day that, that we have, we have a sluggish day or we have a day where you just don't feel good. Even if you look identical that you did yesterday and yesterday, you felt amazing something about today just kind of throws you off and you get in your head about it and you overthink it. So having all of these uh, data points to kind of go back and look at, you know, wh- whether it be your weight points or your progress pictures, or just kind of the, these weekly reflections, you know, like if you reflect on a so-so week this week, and unfortunately you can't go back and, and know exactly how you felt a year ago today. Like how did you feel right. that versus a so-so week this week? You know, ultimately your energy was probably way worse than, than your worst days right now. Your confidence levels way worse than than your confidence levels on your worst day is now. You know, so um, we get so kind of far into that we forget that. And I, I forget that as well because I've been doing it for so long. We forget kind of where we started with it. Um, but so it's good that you have all the, all of, all of your uh, you know progress to kind of go look back on, and that always helps it and, and is definitely motivating. Um, so yeah, I mean that was that answered it you know perfectly. Um, trying to think if there's, there's something else I want to throw out there, but if it comes back to me, I'll come back to it. Um, so, you know, something, um, or actually, yeah, here was kind of my question with it. So, you know, you mentioned the accountability check-ins and that being a really big part of your success with it. 
So kind of what, what is, what is your thought process? Like, like how does that affect you throughout the week? Knowing that check-in day is coming up on Thursday, does that change like your, your choice on a Tuesday night? You know, if you were stressed, if you didn't have me to check into, would that be easier than to be like, ah, who's checking in on me? Who cares if I have one meal off? hundred percent. So you were talking about it earlier with the chiefs game coming up on Sunday, the sushi. That's my thought process. A lot is knowing that the weekend's coming, even if we don't have plans, we're going to do something. So I want to save it for that time. Something's going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. But it also motivates me. I've been more consistent with going to the gym than I did when I was even playing a college sport. Um, And so that is exciting to me to where like I, the way I look at it is check-ins Thursday, I got to work out um, Monday and Wednesday, but like this week, my Monday was crazy. So I worked out yesterday and today. Um, And so I'm, I'm finding now that I'm like looking and checking my schedule for when I can go to the gym. Whereas before it's like, Oh, if I don't have time, I'll just do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and it's like, I'll do it the next day. And then I don't go. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, it, it holds me, it holds me accountable knowing because now that I see the progress, it's motivating me to, to see more, um, whether that's, you know, definition, whatever, I don't care, but I want to go because I, want I, know more of, I want more of everything I'm feeling right now. Like it feels, yes. I, I don't want to not feel this way. I know that if I have, you know, one bad week is one thing, but I know if I go a whole month of, of, you know, losing track of all my habits and stuff, number one, it's going to be harder to get back. Number two, I know I'm not going to feel nearly as good as if I just tread water this week, this week, you might only be able to get two workouts in. But if you actually reflect on it, you're like, I literally only had two days where I could get workouts in and guess what? I got that shit done. If you, you can honestly sit there and reflect on it and be like, I did, I controlled everything I could, or at least majority of things I could. That's, that's way, way better. And kind of, you know, back to like your, your cheat meal mindset with it, you know, most people would be like, you know, they're going to have whatever they're going to have on the weekends anyway. And that's usually where people kind of go off the rails anyway. But should, at least if you're doing Monday through Friday, doing it well, then if you do slip up a little bit more on the weekends, it's okay. But now if you're going to give yourself that allotted, okay, well, Tuesday night, I have a stress today, so I'm going to have this. And then it's easier to then say on Wednesday or Thursday, I'm going to make that decision as well. And then you're going to have the normal weekend cheat meal anyway. So now you just went from one meal that was kind of a free meal to three or four. And most people are going to let those three or four meals turn into a much bigger thing. So it's good that that's kind of keeping you in check and, and it's helping you prioritize more. It's, it's helping you prioritize. I need these meals throughout this week. I need these types of foods and this kind of quality throughout the week so I can continue feeling good. And then I get to have that splurge on the weekend. That's not going to set me back at all. I can look towards it. You know, I don't like to use food as a reward, especially because I think, feel like we were all grown up on that. You know, you're rewarded when you eat all your food at dinner, you know, yeah. like you're constantly rewarded for that. Or, Hey, you eat all this. Hey, you can have dessert. Like there's, or, Hey, you had a, you got a good, good grade. Let's go reward you with food. Um, and that, and that snowballs in all these different ways. I know, you know, being successful baseball or basketball, my parents or my family was more apt to say, Hey, let's go have this as a celebration. And so we're constantly just feeding into this reward system when it comes to food. And so that's kind of where I'm like, well, yeah, we kind of want to break that, you know, for sure. Like on a daily, you know, on a consistent basis, but at the same time, we don't want to necessarily just work against everything that we've been taught our entire life. So that's a way that we can work towards it or work with kind of those, those things that are kind of built within us. Um, well, good stuff then. So then struggle wise, um, you know, we all have our different struggles. You know, I just named one of them when we hop on this, on this call, but what are some of the struggles that, 
you know, maybe you didn't realize were going to be so difficult or some obstacles in your way that were really hard to, to, to change any, th- any sort of struggles or obstacles you can think of? Yeah, quite a few. Um, I would say being honest with myself was the first struggle. I still struggle with it sometimes, but like telling myself um, to be honest in the check-ins because it's not easy when you have a bad week. Yeah. So at the beginning, I'm like, okay, well, if I tell him that, you know, I had a birthday cake and a, you know, whatever, like I'm, I, it was just a terrible week. Yeah. Then I'm going to feel even worse about myself. When in reality, what happened was when I finally realized, like, just do it, uh, made myself do it. You, you were like, Hey man, that's okay. It was a bad week. Let's just focus up and nail this next week. Like we can't, that, that week's over. Let's, let's go on and and destroy this next week. But being honest has helped me because you, you then can give me the feedback I need to, to accelerate faster. So that was a struggle for me. Um, and then sleep has always been tough for me. So I know we had focused on that. Um, we put in a be in bed by 11 o'clock. And the reason why it's so late is some days I don't get home until nine 30. Um, so dinner at 10, try to not put a better, yeah, wind down a little bit. So we put that in place and we've been doing a pretty decent job with that. In fact, some of the times we, we even go to bed earlier now. Um, but that was really tough for me. I struggled with that. Uh, I think the biggest thing is being open about any struggles that you have, because if you're not open about it, then it's eating at you and you you don't end up getting better and you can't resolve it. So back to the check-ins, right. Telling you about it, hitting those check-ins. Um, and I, that, I guess that could go into another struggle is not hitting check-ins every week. I have for the most part, except for when I thought you were yelling at me, but you weren't. Um, Everybody, uh, when, when I made that comment in the, the group the other day, it was like a week or two ago about if I use all caps and <laughs> trying to enunciate something and like really say this is important versus if I was yelling at you, I would have a bunch of capital uh, capital letters and maybe extra cuss words because you all, you all know I cuss um, with checking <laughs> and stuff, but I'd be a little more intensive about it, but I'm never going to do that. Even if it is you, I'm not going to I'm not going to come straight yell at you. I know, but so that's another, I guess that's another struggle then. Like, um, cause as I like it, you are my best friend. Um, you are my coach. So finding that, uh, that, that, that balance. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, sticking to the meal plan was really hard at the beginning because I ate at really bad times and it was all crap food. So I, I started habits um, before that were really hard to break. So I get done with work. I'd change. I'd go straight to the baseball Academy. I'd stop at QT, grab a slice of pizza an energy drink, probably a candy bar, you know, whatever I seen that I was like, Hey, this looks good. This will curb my hunger until I get home for dinner. Well, that mixed with being three times a week leads to terrible habits. So when I started, that was really hard for me because I would be hungry at those times. Um, so it was a, it was a matter of like remembering to bring a protein bar or, um, a protein shake, whatever it is, or bring a, a healthy snack to where I didn't have to stop anymore. Um, and that really benefited because I didn't spend as much money and I was eating better. Um, but that was tough for me. Some of the habits that I had previously. What's that? Just, uh, 
sorry to interrupt you. I was just gonna it's it's a win 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 when yes. you have the right food prepped, you have the right the right healthier processed foods to be able to take with you that are much more in line. You already know it's fitting in within your diet. Um, so you are kind of curbing some of those cravings, but at the same time, it's aligned with where you're going and not always against it. Plus you're eating stuff that's going to give you better energy. It's going to fuel your workouts. It's going to not mess up your sleep. Like it's going to do all the right things versus all the wrong things. The other stuff would have done. Exactly. I probably have more, but that's all I can think of right now. No, I, I, I think that, that, that those are all really, you know, important things. I think, you know, reflecting, you know, thinking back, I think the sleep, has been one of the hardest things. And honestly, that's usually one of the hardest things for people to improve, even if like the diet and workouts and stuff are hard as well. It's that improving that sleep thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm the first one to say it as well. Like I struggle with that, the sleep side of things as well from, from time to time. Uh, I'll be really good for a week or two and then I'll kind of fall off of it. And so it's just got to be that reprioritization each week, especially when you're recognizing that you're kind of slipping on things. Um, Lexi just texted me and said, or when you have a really stellar wife making you a healthy snack bin. So I forgot to mention that she did put a snack bin together with healthy, healthy options that helped a ton. So yeah. Well, and and I would say, you know, a big upside with, with Lexi as well is that, you know, she, um, and anybody else on here is like, when you're good at cooking already, and that's something you enjoy doing, you know, this is something that we, you kind of immerse yourself into it though, and start learning healthier swaps, you know, ways to be creative. I mean, I personally, you know, working with macros and working with, you know, um, maybe even lower carb diets and stuff sometimes makes us a better cook and we, we get better with seasonings and spices and sauces and stuff like that and learn how to cook things in different ways. And to me, I mean, that that's a big life skill. It's something I want to get better at myself. I kind of fall into the same patterns that, that allow me to do things efficiently, but that's been a big help for you as well. I'm sure. Um, I mean, for the both of you, is being able to kind of enjoy the food you're eating as well and being able to change things up is, is huge. Um, you know, kind of back to the check-ins again, not to, to take away from what we're talking about with you, but I think that the check-ins are, are so, so crucial because like you said, it's, it's not just for me to give you a response. It's you've got to be honest with yourself on those things because ultimately if you, if you're lying in those check-ins, yeah, you're lying to me and I can't, I can't do my job to coach you very well, but also you're just, avo- you know, ignorance is bliss. You're just avoiding the hard, uncomfortable feeling of saying, I didn't do a good job this week. Um, and, and if you didn't do a good job because of a bunch of shitty things happened that was completely out of your control, number one, give yourself grace for that. Don't, don't be upset about that. Just get back on the track next week. But if it was in your control and you were making poor decisions, this is the time to reflect on these things. You know, yeah. some of those things that might just be a hard change to make. It's hard to cut out the habit of just stopping at QT. So what do we have to do in place of that? And just reflect on how we can show up and improve a little bit. You know, um, you know, you're, you're an ex athlete as well. So using that athlete mindset of, man, I, I blew the game on Friday. I threw like shit. I left a fastball up and they, they hit it out. Like whatever the case was, you've got to do that self-reflection, but guess what? you got a game on Tuesday. you got to get ready for, and you got to erase that because otherwise, if you take that into it, same thing's going to happen. Same yep. with, same with this lifestyle. You had a shitty week. If you just avoid it and don't think about it and don't reflect on what can I do to be better, it's going to happen again. And it's going to continue happening. And then you're going to get to the point where you just, you know, whether you're quitting on TLF and myself or you're quitting on yourself and whatever that looks like for you is if, if, you know, ignorance is bliss, but at the same time, it is, it, it creates so many other issues with it. And, um, you know, honestly, uh, you know, I have a coach now as well. I've never had a coach in the off season. I've only ever hired, you know, comp prep coaches during the season because, you know, I want somebody to get, you know, get me from there. It's nice to have that plan and I can execute that. But during in the off season, I never have, because I'm like, I don't want to be held accountable. I don't want to tell somebody that, 
Hey, instead of the one cheat meal you told me to have this week, I had three, you know? And so I actually I hired that coach for the rest of this year because I was like, I need to go back into that client mindset of, of so I can be a better coach as well, be more empathetic or give you guys more solutions or, or just understand it from my perspective since I haven't had that. Um, and so I'm, I'm the same way with it. When I'm checking in on check-in day, I want to, I want to give the best check-in I possibly can. I want to say, Hey coach, I, I absolutely crush it this week, but there are weeks where I'm like, and this whole, this whole year starting off this year so far has not been good check-in so far. It hasn't been horrible, but it hasn't been, you know, me executing everything. Um, so it's tough. It's tough being, being honest and accountable, especially when I do this for a living with you guys, it's like, it's tough to kind of uh, sit there and reflect like that, but um, sorry to kind of take away your time, Brad, but I think that's a, a good point. To no, it's important. Yeah. Um, so, all right, good deal. Well, that's, I mean, you, you've come a long way with that stuff. Um, so goal setting, you know, what, um, what are your, what are some of your, your short-term goals? You know, we lost, we went from like 270 down to like 220 over like a five, six month span. We've kind of tread water getting through the holidays. So now what, what is kind of your, your short-term goal? Uh, what are you looking at, you know, trying to accomplish the rest of this year? I mean, health and fitness wise, it could be outside of that or within that, um, where, where do you want to head take things? Um, short-term sticking to sticking to the plan. Cause I know previously, like when I started a big motivation for me was knowing that we were going to Mexico okay. and being on the beach next to you. I was like, I can't be the fat ass friend that is next to Marcus who's shredded. So I was like, at least I got to get down. I won't have abs, but you know, I won't be an embarrassment. Okay. So that, yeah. Um, so that was the motivation. So now it's a matter of like keeping that motivation going. But I think what's most exciting to me is the fact that I'm, those habits are in place to where I'm, I'm now like wanting to go to the gym yeah. where before it was a chore, like, okay, I got to check the box. Now I'm, I'm, I'm seeking it out. And so wow. that's exciting to me, but anyway, short-term goal, I would say probably, at some point getting abs, hopefully yeah. by summer, okay. even if there's just little, little baby abs up top, like that's you ever had abs? No, I can, I can take pictures with the right lighting. There you go. Like, I think the hair on my stomach might kind of makes it look like I have abs, but like actual Maybe abs. Yeah, no, I got you. Cause, Cause you were, you were um, a heavier kid too, right? Growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in high school, I grew a ton and I was a, I was a twig, but, yeah. uh, as a younger kid, I was, I was chubby. Um, and something that a shorter term goal, some abs then I like that. Yeah. Um, something with that, that always sticks in my head. This was even before, like, I think we were at Maplewoods. I said, Marcus, how I need to get some abs. What do you do for that? And I remember you said abs are made in the kitchen. And I was like, well, I like food too much. Like I like shit food too much. So that ain't happening. Um, but anyway, long-term goals. I want to stick to it so that, <clears throat> I can be a good example for my kid, kids possibly, um, and set a set a standard for them to see what healthy living looks like. Um, and again, back to you know my dad, whatever that deal. I don't want to. I don't want to follow that footsteps. And it's, a lot of it was out of his control, so I don't want to make it seem like he was you know a piece of shit. He wasn't, but um, he he just. I don't want to be like that. Oh yeah. Uh, and so showing, showing my kids that, and, uh, I want to, I want to be able to enjoy 
their lives and then get to the point where, you know, if they're blessed to have kids, grandkids, you know, I'm, I'm out there doing the things with them. I don't yep. want to be on the sidelines. Yep. Um, so that's, that's my motivation for continuing it through the long term. Yeah. Uh, that was my next question is, you know, why are these changes important for you to continue, um, you know, this year and, and obviously in the future. And you just, you just nailed that. You answer that. Um, if you guys, if you don't follow Lexi and Brad on any social medias, they are pregnant. And how far along are you guys? Four months? Uh, 15 weeks. What is I it? Think. Four months, four months, four months in a week. Yeah. It's, it's so that's really confusing, by the way. The weeks thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not good with that. Oh, yeah. Don't do me weeks. But either way, though, um, congratulations to you guys, though. And so obviously that that should some people that makes them put themselves on the back burner. And like what I and obviously I'm part of your guys lives anyway. So what I don't want to see is your health and your wants and your needs and your goals. To, obviously, you're going to have to sacrifice some of that, but to not just be completely just toss out the window just to be a great parent, because even though you're being a great parent in a lot of those ways now, you're, you're not showing the the healthy habits that you want them to see down the road. So it's almost, more, I don't want to say it's more selfish. It's, it's, it's misguided maybe, or just a misstep that you can be showing a lot of healthy habits along the way with it. So, and I think a lot of parents, you know, here that are even on this call could probably resonate with that good or bad, whether they've done it or not done it. Uh, so those are, those are always great whys. And I think that's always kind of got to be in the back of your mind as an extra motivator, um, because you, you know, you have that extra motivation that you're doing it for them just as much as for yourself. So you got some short-term goals. Love it. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I need to say. Well, cool. I mean, you've, you've absolutely nailed it. Um, I guess um, any advice for anybody looking to either, I mean, join TLF, but obviously everybody is listening. that's in TLF already. So any advice for just anybody on how to become more successful um, through, through your time? with, with myself or just, you know, by yourself on your own journey. Yeah. Uh, I would say not to beat a dead horse or anything, but the check-ins, um, definitely important for all the reasons that we stated earlier. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions, uh, put your ego aside. And I know that's hard. Um, it was extremely hard for me. Um, but if you don't ask questions, you're not going to get better. Uh, nobody knows everything. And a lot of times Google leads you in wrong directions. You have someone with extreme knowledge at your fingertips. Ask him, ask Marcus questions. Um, Cause every time I did, I got awesome results because of what he told me to do. Uh, and then with that, if, even if you don't want to ask questions or you're, it, it, you're not feeling up to it, listen to the podcast uh, watch his, watch his stuff, listen to him, come to the zoom calls. Like it's all pertinent information. And most of the time, everybody else is wondering the same thing. So don't be afraid to ask questions. There, there's never a dumb question. Um, and I say that, but I've, I've had quite a few, but, uh, there's never, there's never a dumb question. So the best way to learn is to ask questions. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any, any dumb questions or, you know, any mistakes that I really haven't seen. There's, there's a coach I follow that always talks about this, this one um, situation with a client, the dude ate a full week's worth of raw chicken because he didn't realize he was supposed to cook it. 
Oh, like he was just like, I'm just following this, this plan. And that coach always kind of talks about that as well. It's like, okay, this, this one, you should <laughs> definitely ask questions. As soon as you thought that I was telling you to eat raw chicken, definitely ask questions, but no, yeah, hundred percent though. I, I, I appreciate all the, the kind words you said as well, but um, just spitting facts, just spitting just spit facts. Um, well, awesome. I mean, um, I don't, I don't think I need to take up anybody else's time, but at the same time, if anybody else has any, you know, questions you want to toss at me or Brad about, uh, this conversation or anything else you got on your mind at the moment. Now is the time to toss them out there. I do want to say, Brad, thank you for agreeing to do this, this zoom call um, client spotlight here. I know that it can be a little bit nerve wracking, uncomfortable talking in front of people. I hate it as well, but I've gotten, I've gotten much more used to, it, especially with all of you guys. Cause I have relationships with everybody here, but anyway, thank you though. For your yeah, time. of course. Your insights and stuff. Want to say, nice job, Brad. Keep killing it, man. I appreciate it, Dexter. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm not going to force force anything out of anybody else. Well, you guys have a, a great rest of your week. I'll see you guys on check-in day tomorrow and Friday. Um, Sunday, we got AFC Championship game. So let's hope that uh, the Chiefs, Chiefs uh, take us to the Super Bowl. I don't know how Patty's going to do on that ankle, but let's pray for him. He's got it. He's got it. All right, well, I'll see you on Sunday then. But uh, everybody else, I will see you guys on check-in day. Have a great rest of your week, and have a great weekend, and we'll talk next week. See you guys later. Yeah.